welcome back to the Daily Gloss. This is Steph, and again, I'm solo. Hope you guys are having a great Monday. It's been pretty, pretty slow at work. No complaint. Not that my reps aren't trying to swamp me, but you know, it's the first of the year, so they gotta get their work in. Anyways, if you guys read the title of this episode, it's called "Responding to Emma Chamberlain Having Kids," and the reason why I really want to touch on this specific episode that she had. Her episode is called "Having Children." Did I say kids? I mean, having children. And the perspective that she had for such a young person is just um, really great. I think that you guys should definitely listen to this episode if you're someone. Who is interested in this topic, or just curious? I wish that I listened to this topic when I was younger, but obviously, it wasn't huge. I mean, podcasting wasn't a huge thing for me. It was. I listened to podcasts or just like radio talks so much growing up. But other than that,、um, we are in the thick of winter and. It's birthday month for me, so I'm gonna try my best to be, you know, energetic, rejuvenated, making this year count. All right,、um, getting to the topic, I really want to dissect Emma Chamberlain's podcast episode. Okay, if you don't know who Emma Chamberlain is, like me. I didn't really know who she is. <laughs> she is an internet sensation for her authenticity on the internet. She's still young, but she has so much wisdom for someone her age. Honestly, I don't follow her on any social platforms, but her podcast,、um, I do follow her on her podcast, and it's called Anything Goes with Emma Chamberlain. She's also a solo podcaster, and she's a really great one at it compared to me. Maybe she just loves. I mean, not loves, but maybe this just that's just her thing, you know. I think she does it really well for a solo podcaster. Um, in her episode "Having Children," Emma has an open conversation about how most of the generations today, you know, Gen Z and millennials, we do not plan on having kids. Um, again, please go listen to her episode before I. Dissect. I mean, before you come and dissect this episode with me, this this episode that she had was so good to chew on, and I wanted to respond to this episode because I myself have been on both ends of the spectrum. You know, I, if you know me, I did not want to have kids for the longest time, and I was really. In that mindset and in that zone, which I'm gonna go into as we dissect this episode, she first started off with how people are really quick to say, "I'm definitely having kids" or "I'm never having kids." So true. I want to share my personal thoughts on being the person that said I never want to have kids, and then now I'm a mom,、um, and I want to give you guys my. Personal journey on becoming a mom, and I hope my insight can give people a healthy perspective to parenthood. I wrote five pages of notes, and so I'm gonna dive into it really quick so that I'm not rambling too much and that the time is not ticking faster than what I'm saying. 
So background is that I grew up with nine siblings. When I was younger, right, like in elementary, I I did want kids because you're a kid. You know, you you see people, you see romance, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's what being grown up is like. That's what life in the future looks like. And then that's all I knew until I became a teenager and into adulthood. I didn't have that desire to be a mom or have a family at all. That was just not instilled in me. So growing up with many siblings will either make you want kids or it won't. You know, it doesn't make you have that drive or you know. It's all based on your experience growing up. And as for me, I started to lean towards never having kids as the years went on in my life as I grew up. And I really agree with Emma that the responsibilities of having your children really sounded exhausting when I was younger. You know, I had six older siblings and only my older sister was the only one that had kids. You know, I babysit. I didn't babysit, okay? I'm not going to lie. I watched my niece and nephews with my sisters because we all literally just stayed home. It was fun because it wasn't our child. But was it exhausting? Yes, of course. And again, I was also someone who was very selfish with my time when I went into adulthood. Now that you guys know a little bit of background on my story and what I grew up with and how I was like... I want to respond and add on to Emma's pros and cons list that she di- she listed in her episode. But this time with my view, um, again, as someone who never wanted kids and now a mother. So her, let's start with the pros that she said of, about having children. Um, she said, it gives you a family forever in theory, right? In theory is because, again, there are things could happen to your kids Things could happen to you, uh, loopholes, you know, things that we cannot control and we do not wish on anybody. But in theory, it gives you a family forever. Uh, she talked about how when elders passes away, you are left alone with no family. And I can attest to this because that's my mom. She's an only child. That's why she had 10 kids. You know, she wanted a family. After my grandma passed away this year, she is literally alone. She doesn't have siblings. Her aunts and uncles are here, but the sa- the support is not the same. You know, the family vibe is not is not the same in a sense that you don't go over there and celebrate holidays with them. You know, you don't go over there and because their kids have their own traditions and holidays. And again with Emma saying like with children in theory they they're supposed to outlive you and be with you and again when you lose your parents and like my mom you know you're alone all the time she really has no one to depend on but her kids so she really my mom really relies on us for help even though she's cray cray at times but Imagine if my mom didn't have kids, she'd only have my father for the next few decades, if promised. We're not promised tomorrow, and she's not promised. Like, my dad can't promise her that my dad will live every single day because we don't know what tomorrow holds for us. I guess I agree with what she's, Emma says because looking at this, you know, when I see my mom getting older, when I see myself getting older, 
and my siblings, realizing that you have no family to celebrate the holidays with, no family to listen to stories about, to encourage, no, no family to, I mean, in a sense that when your parents are gone and the elders in your life are gone from the world, because the older you get, the closer your elders are to their grave, unfortunately. <laughs> That's how I view it, right? And it's a very saddening perspective, but it also is a really realistic perspective. And, you know, again, you can make friends that feel like family. But to me, I think that even then, those friends and family will have their own children, will have their own family to care for that the time with you, not that it's not important or priority, things will change. Like it, it just will. That's just something you cannot control. It really goes the same for my siblings. You know, again, I have a lot of siblings, but they have their own family to care for and their family size will only go up from here on. And so I think that like when you do choose to have your own children, it's important to realize like, okay, this is my family and this these people have to deal with me. They have to love me regardless. And I always tell my nieces when before I had Miles was that there will be the one taking care of me. And my niece was like, nah, auntie, I have my own family to care for. <laughs> she was literally only a five when she said that to me. But I'm like, dang, that's true. Because in honesty, they do have to, they do desire their own family. And they do desire to care for someone, you know. And I cannot account for someone else who care for me while, um, you know, they're not my children, they shouldn't be stuck caring for me. That's how I view it. Okay, guys, this is just my perspective. The next pro that she said is having children makes you selfless because you have something to care about that isn't yourself. Wow, this is the biggest lesson to learn. I agree with this thought. Before becoming a mom, I stated that, like I said, I stated I was such a selfish person with my time, my career, my body, and you know, everything else in the world. But after having Miles, something inside of you like slowly switches. At least it should when you become a parent. You know, your child doesn't become a barrier. They're not seen as a barrier for your time, career, your body, whatever. You know, it's all about adapting to this new life as a parent. And you manage it better than before. It's crazy. You just know how to do it. You, your intellectual starts to run faster than you would ever imagine. And side note, you know, in this episode, Emma Chamberlain mentions that parents who are still behaving like teenagers, even after children's, they do exist. You know, they just never grow up. Not that they don't understand. They choose not to because they choose self-centered and egocentric. Um, these are just side notes that she commented. And the reason I feel like this is important to talk about is because I read this quote that says, people don't grow up, they just grow old. It really resonates because there's a lot of people in my life like that. And I don't want to be that. So that's why that quote stuck with me. <laughs> also, when you become a parent, again, you choose to become more selfless and let it humble you. 
Or you can reject these opportunities, like I said, and just don't grow up. And you can continue to be self-centered and egocentric, even in parenthood. That's a choice to make. And that's why I said it should slowly switch, at least when you become a parent. You have to choose to become selfless when you have a child. You... You can also work on this characteristic before having a child too. But, you know, that's, again, a choice. Like I said, my main focus before Miles was really about me. You know, because I, like Emma brought up the topic of focus, right? I want to talk about that word, focus. I use the reasoning of focusing on my career, my hobbies, relationship. And I can say that after having Miles... That's when all of these focus were pushed to action and into a higher level of achievement. You know, I, it didn't stop me from wanting a career or starting my hobbies. It, and it did change my relationship with Andrew, but on a whole nother scale. Uh, we learned to make things work for our marriage. And it's not a bad perspective. You know, having a child makes you and puts you at work. It makes you analyze how you are in your marriage, how you want to be in your marriage as an individual, as a parent. And maybe some people don't want to work on their marriage because having a child does make it really, really tough. That's the reality. But the honest truth is that you will have to work for your marriage, for your relationship, Anything that has a relationship, you have to work for it. And that's by having intentional conversations, setting up night outs, letting each, letting your partner have a night to themselves or with friends. And again, I'm only speaking from my first year of parenting. So, you know, I, I only hope it gets easier as they grow up for this focus to be um, even better when Miles gets older. Another thing that I want to talk about is that like she brings up about how having children gives you a purpose. It doesn't mean that you, because you don't have kids, you don't have a purpose, or nor that are you lost. But there are ch- adults who don't have children, and they are at loss on figuring out what their purpose is, and you might experience that. It's a slight chance you might experience that. Having children does give you a purpose to become better, healthier, mentally and physically, along with living in a happier mindset. Like Emma mentioned, there will be times when you're around age 25 and you don't want to settle down, but there will, you will come to a point when you realize that time has passed and you haven't found that person to live life with, and then you realize, like, oh my gosh, I'm running out of time. I don't have time. Like, I want kids, and I, like, I'm running out of the time to have a child. That is so true to me, except I did have a lifelong partner. I wouldn't say I was wasting my time away, but I was being selfish with my time on things that didn't push me far in life. You know, when I look back, do I wish I had miles earlier? Yes, because I was physically capable to do that. And now that I'm entering my 30s, when I think about it, I'm like, wow, if I had miles earlier than now that I'm in my 30s he would have been older he would have been getting ready to go to kindergarten or he would have been going to school I would have to worry about babysitting now as I'm starting my career and being in my dream job 
because you see, it doesn't matter if you. Not that it doesn't matter, but I'm saying is that your child is not a barrier to your career or your hobbies. From my experience, is my career didn't even start until now, because it was so hard to get into it. Um. Anyways, I felt like if I had Miles earlier, I would have more freedom to give to myself, my spouse, my friends, and my coworkers now. And I say coworkers in a sense of like they didn't have to worry about me taking time off because my child is sick, you know, or I have to take my kid to the another doctor appointment, or hey, I'm going to be on maternity leave, you know. And I feel like even though that's not something I should feel burden about, I still do. But again, that's just me reflecting on what I would have done if I was when I was 25. Is really not. Use my time on selfish things that did not push me far in life. Did I travel and such? Yes, I did. I did have a good time traveling. I did enjoy my twenties doing laziest things, but it wasn't until now that I felt like I was being pushed to the most potential that I have to all my potentials. If that makes sense. Anyways, let's move on because. I feel like I'm not making any sense because I'm talking to myself.、Um, I also love something that Emma said that there's so much room for error. Error. There is so much room for error, and whatever regret you choose, whether to have a child or not, there is a remedy to the problem.、Um, again, please listen to her episode because she goes so in depth with these.、Uh, if you have the slightest thought of I was not anticipating this responsibility, and I don't be. I don't like being a parent, as I thought I would. Honestly, this mindset is so common because parenting is hard. There's no manual, just guidelines for your child. But you you adapt, and there are hard days. There will be hard days, but along with those, there are good days. You cannot let the hard moments be the title for parenting. And I'm I know for a fact this is not easy, you guys. Okay, saying this is easy, but doing it is really really. Difficult, but I'm just saying, like, the mental gymnastic you have to have in your head of saying, like, I cannot let this hard moment be the title for my parenthood, for my parenting. You have to find ways to enjoy it and bond with your child, because both decisions will have its own regret. But this decision is for you, for a long-term version of you. So for me, from never wanting a kid to being in my thirties and to being. In my late twenties and entering my thirties, and deciding that wow, I, I actually think I want a child because I do not want to, again, not have anyone there for me when I'm older,、um, or if my spouse doesn't make it in our marriage, you know. Because obviously, my marriage with Andrew is set for a long term goal. Is not just a short term testing the water type of thing, and that's the same thing with having a child. Is this is a long term identity that I'm gonna carry with me, and can I do it? So figuring that out during COVID and ex- realizing that I did want a kid, but I didn't know if I was ready when I was ready, and then having Miles is it's hard. Being a parent is really hard. It's really hard to sacrifice your time if you're a very selfish person like me. It's hard to mentally sacrifice things, but 
you have to realize that you can do it. Even when you think you cannot do it, trust me, I'm someone who can am not convinced, have never been convinced that I could parent. And if I can do this, I 100% for a fact know that you can do it. You can mentally train and physically and verbally do it. You know, I have these thoughts a lot when I have a hard day with Miles. At the end of the day, like on these hard days, you know, I realize that he's still here and he's counting on me emotionally, mentally, and physically. And when I look at my future with Miles, especially on the hard days of, wow, I can't get up. Man, you're crying all the time. I'm tired. I just got off work. You know, I have to feed you. You know, the things that are necessary, right? I look at my future with Miles and I just think about the conversations that I look forward to. I think about things that I'm like, man, I cannot wait to have conversations with Miles, to hear him share about his day at school, a girl he likes, the sports he wants to conquer, his hopes and dreams for himself, like what he wants to do, what he wants to achieve, where he sees himself. And these are reminders that I have for myself because the decisions of having a child is a long-term effect. And so on the hard days that I feel like I don't even want to be a mom, like why did I do this? Why did I choose this route? It is hard, okay? But I have to allow myself to understand that it gets easier. It is really, when you're in that phase of hardship and negativity, it is very easy to be stuck there and let that be your title of parenting. I know that for a fact. Because when Miles was born, I thought that I would never sleep again. He was a good sleeper. But I was someone who, again, (laughs) need a lot of sleep to function. And again, postpartum, you know. I was like, man, you guys, I'm never going to get out of this phase when he's six months old, I just thought that he was going to sleep through the night. It's never going to end. And as the time goes on, like it gets easier. You adapt to this human being. You realize like, wow, this human being needs me. And if this human being needs me, I myself should choose the selflessness to choose Um, the good days and not let these hard moments be our relationship if that makes sense you guys I'm not saying that any of this is easy y'all I know parenting is hard and if you're having a hard time I promise you it will get easier it's the mental gymnastics in your head that you have to repeat over and over again okay I believe in you (laughs) All right, let's step into the cons. So a con is that people fear of what the world would be like because it's hard to predict what the world would be like during their time. The world could be a better place or things could be terrible. This is a scary reality. Like Emma said, this reality is real. This is a very complex thing. 
we always question, you know, especially my gen. I feel like millennials and gen- and Gen Z are always questioning, like, are we putting our child in danger by having a child? This was something I argue with Andrew all the time about, like many times before having Miles, because the world is so uncertain. And I always tell Andrew, well, if we're going to World War Three, I do not want to be dragging a child with me. Okay, I'm not gonna be running around trying to find food, milk, formula. And that was like my thought process for our eight years of marriage. And I always tell him like, I don't trust the world. The world is scary. I, how am I going to take care of my child if I can't take care of my own personal self, right? But like Emma said, this fear has been a fear forever. Every generation faces this dilemma. I can guarantee you that my great-grandma did not expect to flee her country and start new here in the U.S. with her four children alone. Nor did she anticipate that her daughters, her two daughters, will live in different countries and that her grandkids will be raising first-generation Americans who doesn't have to wake up in a rice field but a four-walled home with opportunities at their fingertips. I don't think my grandma anticipated, my great-grandma anticipated this. But without her love for kids and children, I don't think I would be here, right? I, I wouldn't have the opportunities that I have now and being here. Granted, my grandma, she is some other story. <laughs> I love my grandma, but she's she's another story. She is definitely the pers- the person who, you know, loved going out. Anyways, stop to sidetracking. Okay, if you are stuck in this sphere, right? If my grandma was stuck in this sphere, I, like I said, I wouldn't be here. The reality of this is not for everybody because some people's realities are different. And like Emma said, this is a very privileged decision we can make here. Um, But if your reality is awful and it's not this, please take it with a grain of salt, okay? This is a very privileged decision to make. But fearing the world, you know what? It's out of our control. We cannot control how the future would be like, nor can we predict it. We can only do the little, little things that could change the world at a time. And because of this complexity, you know, being a big factor, I was on Instagram one day when I was arguing with Andrew about this. And I was pregnant already. (laughs) I was scrolling through Instagram, and then I came across this post that talked about how, you know what, if you fear the world, and if you're bringing a child into this world and you fear the world, you have to understand that your child was born for such a time as this. They will grow up knowing how to deal and change the world as you and I have. Wow, that was so hopeful to me. That gave me so much hope, which is crazy because when I think about it, I'm like, wow, I'm pretty sure my great-grandma was like, okay, I'm old. My daughter's taking me to a different country and then another country that I have no idea about, no language, never been there, didn't know it existed. And then my grandma herself is probably scared, like, 
these kids are never going to grow up and know the language, know our culture, know our country, know how we grew up. And then, I mean, you know, towards my mom. And my mom's growing up thinking, these kids are not going to carry anything that I carried with me. And it's true. We don't carry anything that my parents have carried besides the language, the proudness of our culture, and, you know, we also had to learn how to adapt to both countries, to both culture. So I feel like if you have this fear, just be hopeful in the sense that your child was born for such a time as it is, as this. You know, you don't have to worry that your child is not going to be able to handle it. I believe that they were here and you were blessed with a child for a reason. We just we just have to be hopeful. That's that's my perspective. I'm like I'm trying to be very optimistic about this. A con is financial burden. Oh my gosh, don't get me started. This is absolutely true, okay? From someone who also had this perspective that when I didn't want to have kids is because of financial stability. People cannot afford children even if they did want a child. And that's a really saddening thought because it's the reality for some people. They may want kids, but they financially cannot afford it. But if you're someone like me, in my situation with Andrew, it's not that like we, at that time, that if I was like 25, around that age, I don't think that we would have miles because, again, we were not financially stable. We were not in a place where we felt comfortable to um, have a kid. When this responsibility, when a child falls on you, you somehow manage to make it work. Again, it goes back to being the selfless thing. Your child becomes a priority, and at least it should be. It's crazy how... Again, I said that your intellectual just changes and everything just works out because your priority is changing. If you're considering that it's a financial burden, again, it's totally up to you. I'm not here to tell you or convince you. I'm just putting my perspective out here. So my decision to not having kids for the longest time, again, was due to financial issues. You know, But Andrew and I were so glad we waited to be in a good spot financially with good benefits when I was pregnant with Miles, and now we're in a better spot. We're not comfortable, but we were better than before, okay? Uh, it does cost a lot. It costs so much to have a kid. It's crazy the amount of money that they put on a woman's bill in the hospital, y'all. It's crazy. I also feel like if you're in a spot where you're like, I'm not... I'm not doing bad, but I'm not doing good. Financial burden, like I said, you somehow learn to manage and make it work. Looking back, yes, Andrew and I were not stable as we wanted to be, but we also thought, you know what? Now that we have miles, we definitely could have made it work. We were overthinking the way we lived. We were being selfish with our money. In hindsight, we would have made it work if... We were to have miles early on. And even though it costs a lot, you also gain back a lot. And I don't mean in the trade-off of 
putting my kids in a sport so they'll become a professional and pay me back someday. You know, it's more of like raising a child that will continuously love you, even in your crazy ways. But I'm just saying that financial burden is a very huge consideration. Another thing that she touched on was about how a child, you may have a child who requires more care. Wow. This was the biggest eye-opening thing I have as I stepped into parenthood. I am an unaware person. Okay, Andrew will tell you guys how oblivious I am to my surroundings to the point where like, I don't even recognize that my friends are in the same store as me because that's how unaware I am of my surroundings. So when we found out that Miles was a healthy baby boy, it was such a blessing I didn't know I have. And then when I was ready to go into delivery, we found out that he was breached. And, you know, uh, that's when they're like, when they're breached, they can come out with, you know, hip dysplasia. They can have difficulties walking. They can, you know, have, they can grow up and have hip issues. Wow. I was, I did not know the blessing I had until the very end of my pregnancy. And when Miles came out, he had, um, he did have fluid in his hips. So I wasn't able to change his diaper a certain way. I wasn't able to move his feet a certain way. I was just very, you know, I was trying to make sure that whatever I did didn't affect him growing up. We got scans and he didn't pass the scans. So then we had to go see a specialist. And then when we saw the specialist, you know, they were like, okay, they believe that his hips were growing in the right places. But obviously when kids grow up, you don't know, but they said for they really believe that he is, you know, okay with his hip display, that he's not going to have hip dysplasia. And of, of course, I'm not going to speak that over him, but they wanted us to get x-rays later on. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because when I was in the room, I did not notice. I mean, I did not, not notice. I didn't know that there were so many um, things that could go wrong in your pregnancy there are so many things that could change in your pregnancy or your child. And it was so cute because in the waiting room, this little boy, he came around to us and he was talking to us, to me and Andrew. And he's like, you know, this room used to be like the twins room, but then they changed it and they make it into a game room. And he's like, and I love the twins and I really want the twins. Okay, the twins is the Minnesota baseball team. And he explained to us why he really missed it. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, we didn't know that. And, we're, and then Andrew was like talking to him like, you know, who's your favorite player? You know, what did you like and what do you don't like about baseball? And then, uh, and then later, you know, he just talked to everyone and everyone knew him like the nurses they all knew him and such just seeing like a lot of kids in that waiting room with a lot of extra care and requiring extra care was an eye-opening for me and I was like wow I didn't I didn't understand the extent of blessings that I had for me it was like Miles just have a hip like he had to come in for a scan to see if he had hip dysplasia but all these kids, they came in because they have extra care and extra needs. And so after we left, Andrew was like, "You do you understand like the blessing that we had? And I was like, 
I didn't really understand it to that extent of having a healthy child, right? And then Andrew was like, you know that the kid said that this room used to be the baseball room? Do you understand what that means? I was just like, I don't know. I didn't really think about the conversation. He's like, that means the kid has been going to this hospital for such a long time. And I was like, wow, like that really hit home for me to realize that, wow, you could be born and you're literally coming to appointments all the time because of your extra need. And this is a consideration to take into because you you don't know if this is going to happen to you. You can't neglect the thought that this could happen to you. And I don't wish for this to happen to anyone. But it's okay to reevaluate yourself as a person and be honest. Like, is this something that you can handle? Because in all honesty, after having that encounter, I do not have that emotion capacity or ability to handle that huge of a responsibility. Um, because it is a huge thing. And it's a consideration to have when you are thinking about having a child. It was also draining to see that the bill we received for his appointment and I couldn't fathom and but I also applaud those parents because it's hard work and it's deep love you know you don't wish that upon your own child but when it's your child I know for a fact that their love wouldn't change for their child so there's really many factors to this conversation and I just think that it's okay to be honest with yourself if if this is something you you cannot handle because it's a lot of work. And the last item that I'm going to touch on for a con is the loss of freedom you have. Y'all know this was my biggest reason for not having a child for the longest time. And yeah, you don't have as much time as before. But I believe it comes back. Because the older Miles is getting, I feel like our freedom is slowly coming back to us in a sense of being able to leave him in a room by himself, leave him with our family by himself, leave him with me, um, you know, with me or Andrew alone and feeling like, okay, he doesn't need me all the time. And though he has separation anxiety, he is okay to be with our family and you know in the nursery room even if he's gonna cry he he's gonna be okay so those are the pros and cons of emma chamberlain's episode she actually had a more in-depth list and stuff like that so I, again listen to it it's so good this is not an episode to convince you or anything like that, you know. I just want to encourage you that if you're someone like me in your early 20s and you're like, I never want to have kids, I, it's okay. It's okay to have that. It's okay to not want kids. But when you get older, I also want to let you know that it's okay to change your mind too because you are an evolving and growing person. You know, I feel like people probably is so shocked by me having miles and i'm shocked by myself having miles too when i was like i'm never having kids like i don't not desire kids but i would like to know that having the mental capacity of raising a child is important too 
because I realized during pregnancy that all along the reason I didn't want to have a kid is because I didn't want to be like my mom the way my mom raised us. That's why I didn't desire kids. So I had to unlearn and heal from habits that she instilled, which gave me the ability to become a mom. And if you're if you're not mentally capable to handle that this responsibility, it's okay. I think that um, people don't really realize that it's a very personal thing, and it's it's true that you have to have the mental capacity to raise a child. Or else, you will go insane. And I can speak that from both ends. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're not mentally capable, that's okay. You know, even though I wish I had miles earlier, I mentally wouldn't have been able to handle it the way I can now. You know, even if at 25, me and Andrew was like, when I look back, I'm like, oh, I should have had miles when I was, you know, in my 20s. But I was not mentally capable of having him. And because I'm older now and I accept the fact that like, wow, I do want to have a family. And then having Miles was a choice I made for myself and by myself. You know, Andrew was always on board and he was always like, you know what, whatever way we go, like that's our lifestyle because he didn't want me to resent him. And so, again, I think that having the mental capacity to raise a child is so important. And that's not talked about enough as well. I realized that the older I got, the more capable I became, right? Because I was willing to work on myself. Me, five years ago, would not believe that I am a mom today because of the amount of work I had to do by myself to get here. Not to be a mom, but to be a better version of myself, mentally and after all of this work kind of like what emma chamberlain said you know after caring for yourself you must care for yourself then you allow room and space to care for another human being and i a hundred percent for a fact know for a fact that that is so true if you can care for yourself take care of yourself you will have and you will allow room for another human being i i had a choice of preferring to have fun with friends, living comfortably, traveling the world. But I I believe that you can do both. After going through both, okay, you guys, I lived both worlds. <laughs> Andrew and I did that in our 20s, you know, and now we're closer to our 30s and we're settling down. Yeah, it is so easy. Not easy. It is so doable. You can definitely do both. You can live in your 20s and have your kid in your 30s. You can do have kids in your 20s and have your life at your 30s. There's no right or wrong way, okay, guys? I'm just saying that, like, it's doable. You can have both. If This is, for, this is my perspective, okay? This is just me coming with my thoughts. And you know what? Raising kids to be good people, man, that, that's a hard responsibility and a hard task. But that is something that I really desire for Miles. I just really want him to be a kind person, someone who's, you know, a loving person as well. That is a scary thought to do, but it's not, um, it's not something that you have to realize. You don't have to be a good enough person to do it, okay? Don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. 
And y'all, yes, pregnancy is scary. Pregnancy is scary, okay? But your pregnancy is your own. My pregnancy was so draining. I was in physical pain all the time. You guys listen to me and Andrew's podcast, We Are Shoemaker. I I went in depth about my pregnancy journey, and it was so painful. But after all of that, I was like, wow, would I be pregnant again? Man, it's so scary to be pregnant again. But every pregnancy is different. And so I cannot compare my first pregnancy to my next one, if I have a next one. All in all, yes, it is scary, but it's also rewarding. And you're you're going to be so amazed at your body. Like, what the heck? This, my body just did this? It's a really wondrous thing to experience if you want to experience it. All right, to conclude, because we're getting to the end of the hour, you know, having children is your choice, okay? It is your personal choice and lifestyle. I just want to tackle on some, you know, concerns of pros and cons and worries. And I really want to dissect Emma's conversation because it was so good. And I think not a lot of people talk about it enough. And again, these are just my thoughts from a person who never wanted kids and then now having my own child. I just want to give you that space and opportunity to know that you are allowed to change your mind, okay? Not one answer is not superior than the other. And women are not just good for birthing or being a mom. We are definitely more than that. But we also cannot put having children on a pedestal either, you know, because it's truly saddening when we do that because there are people who have a harder route to having children and other complications. So please, if someone doesn't want kids, just so be it. Respect their decision. Don't make it a huge deal because it's not your life. It's their life and their personal issues. And that's... uh conversation that they need to have with themselves whether they're ready or not and there's so much to both ends that I can completely understand but these are my thoughts just for anyone who is on the edge of changing their mind or unsure or wondering why I changed my mind how that changed my mind and what my thoughts are after having a kid and both lifestyle can be joyous if you make it joyous like anything else in life Everything you do in life, you can choose to have joy, bring joy into it. And it's not, again, having a, uh, having a child is not going to save anything in your life. Having a child is not going to make you have more joy, okay? That's something I learned too. And that's not the reason why I have kids. But having joy or having happiness in your life or saving anything in your life, that's all from your own personal work and it's all from your own personal choices. And I really feel that if people don't want to tell you why they don't want to have kids, that's that's their personal issue and that's their personal um, struggle. Because for me, it was a lot of not wanting to be like my mom, not having the responsibility, and I didn't feel ready. I just also never saw myself as a mom. And... Again, I was not mentally in a good place. And if I was to have Miles when I was in that place of not ready and not unlearning and not healing and being in old habits, I do not think that Miles would be um, 
it, where he is it where he is today. I don't think that my love for him or my care for him would make it. And honestly, I don't think my marriage would make it. Let's be honest. I don't think that me and Andrew would be together if I had Miles at a early, in the place where I was not mentally capable of doing it. And I did not have to explain myself to people who thought that I should have kids. You know what I mean? Like Because this was a personal struggle that I wanted to... I wanted to deal with, and it was a personal struggle that I wanted to heal from. It was something that I wanted to unlearn and undo, and I wanted to be a better person. That's just my all-around thought process on kids. Like That's even to my nieces and my nephews. I want to be a better person. I want to be someone that they can look at and be and realize, like, okay, this is healthy, this is unhealthy, and, you know, what? Like, who can I go to that could be a safe spot and that's just like my goal with Miles too. Anyways, if people choose to have kids or not, that is their personal choice and lifestyle. I just wanted to give you guys my thoughts from someone who didn't want to have kids and then not having my own child that you guys, both life are joyous. They are livable. You guys can do it. And if people change their mind, that's okay. People are allowed to change their mind there's just there are many pros and cons to having kids and again this is your choice no one can tell you what to do but these are my thoughts from someone who did not want to have kids and then now having my own child and i hope you guys found this episode entertaining informative and great if you have any questions or any thoughts pertaining this episode please please message us at the daily gloss podcast on instagram i would love to chit chat with you and i would just love to know what you guys think about having children i know our generation is very turned off by it but hey if this could help you kind of hone in on your own decisions i'm glad again i hope you guys have a great day and i will see you guys next week bye